Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about uh, the younger years. We were talking about how uh, your environment can shape you and all the things that I saw and heard when I was young. And a lot of them were my choice. I preferred to hang around older people. So I was exposed to a lot more than I should have probably been at a young age. But uh, once again, I want to talk about my grandfather, Leonard Anaya. Leonardo. That's who I named my book after, Lenny. But I was always hanging around at the bar, bars he owned or worked at. I'd always be with him, especially when he owned his own bar. He told me to just always to come before closing time so I could be there with him when he closed, when he locked up, because they weren't always in the best parts of town. So I did. I'd always go and we'd close up and you know, there were always a few stragglers. He'd let them finish up and then run them out. And he'd get the money together and we'd both walk out to his car or truck. And I'd let him get in and drive off. And then I'd follow him a little ways just to make sure nobody was following him, you know. And we, when we came out, we both had our pistols in our hands, too. And one time Grandpa came out drunk. And there was some black guy walking by, and he pulls his gun out and just shoots up in the air. And that dude took off running. That was funny as shit. Anyway, so I want to talk about some of the things that I heard and saw there. Some of the things that stayed with me. And maybe you can understand what kind of indelible impression that my grandfather left on me. Okay, so one time I went to the bar, and there was a guy in there. It was just him and Grandpa left. And he introduced me to him. This guy had just done 25 years in prison. And the first person he wanted to see was my grandfather when he got out. So they were there talking and I was introduced to him. And and I'm going to have to fill in the parts, uh, backtrack. So let me tell you what I heard. This man, and by the way, every time he got up to go take a piss, he had a big old 45 in his waistband that I saw. So... He tells my grandfather, if anybody ever told me to shut up, I would kill him. But if you tell me to shut up, to shut my mouth, I will do it. That's how much respect I have for you. And grandpa would just say, ah, stop, come on, stop it. And, you know, he insisted, no, Mr. Anaya, that's how much I respect I have for you. I would kill anybody for talking to me like that. But if you tell me to shut up, you'll never hear another word out of me. And it just, that impressed me, you know. I was started wondering, man, who is this man that I call my grandfather? What, what else don't I know about him? Well, then Grandpa told me that this guy had killed two dudes in the bar. Two brothers. They were after him. So he came in the back door of a bar and caught one of them with his back to him. Grandpa said he put him in a chokehold, shot him in his tailbone, the lower back. And when his brother heard the shot, well, everybody turned around and looked. But when that guy's brother turned around, he saw that guy holding him up by the neck and start shooting in his direction. That other guy got a shot off, but he hit his brother because... Old boy was hiding behind his brother, holding him up, using him as a shield. And he killed them both. And like I said, he did 25 years. And he came out and he wanted to see Grandpa. Okay, so the next person I want to talk about 
is uh, we'll call him H. Now, me and Grandpa were at the house by ourselves one time, just sitting around smoking weed, talking. And this guy comes. Now he just got out of the Fed too. He done ten flat in El Reno. And um, what happened was he owned a car lot, and my grandfather was his mechanic. Or he'd tell me what to do and I'd do it but grandpa was retired at this time he just helped this guy get all these cars running and start selling them well before this guy was going to the federal pen he knew he was going so him and grandpa uh packed up a million dollars in cash stuffed them in three inch pvc pipes capped them and buried it and that shit stayed there for 10 years and that guy came out and all his money was there. And after I got to know him, he was a good dude. I'm gonna tell you something about him in a minute, but he was a real good guy. And uh, he told me, he goes, you know, Bobby, there ain't a lot of people like your grandfather out here no more, man. Because I don't know if he told you, man, he had, my grandfather didn't tell me anything. He just, he gave his word to H and, and he kept it. Uh, that he's the one who told me about the money they buried and how he came out and it was still there and he offered my grandfather money my grandfather wouldn't take it he just wouldn't you know that that was nothing to him that was a favor he did to a friend and it meant something and uh so he helped me out a lot you know he put me to work and let me do things for him and make money and stuff but he didn't want me doing no heroin okay now this guy when he got out thought he had a girlfriend or a wife that had been waiting for him all this time well it turned out that she had a boyfriend and they wanted to just get H out of the way and keep all that money and stuff the properties I mean it was a lot substantial okay so this is what they do they get that woman one of her nieces that is like 16 or 17 years old to say that that age had touched her while she was asleep well of course they locked him up you know and uh i don't know it's weird talk about a coincidence a few weeks later that 16 17 year old girl was sitting in her living room and a bullet came through that window and hit her in the head and she died so there were no more witnesses and they had to let H out. Huh. And needless to say, H lived out his the rest of his life happily. The last I heard he was, I think he was in his 80s and he was real sick, but I, he's probably dead by now. I did time with a brother of his and I ran into him. Like I say, it's a small world. So I think that I, I saw how much respect people would have for me if you were a straight shooter if you were honest with them if you if you you know took care of each other you know that meant a lot and you know grandpa was always saying you know people are gonna give you stuff son they're gonna trust you with things just because of me don't burn them don't don't do that you know you'll always have things you need so I did I took advantage of that I utilized all the resources that were available to me and look it cost me 18 years in prison it cost me one of the women the first my first love Connie I can mention her name and my sons I lost that 
I lost all that behind drugs. I'm not blaming anybody, but the surroundings that I came up in had an effect on me. You know, a direct effect of how my reasoning and everything. But, I don't know. But ultimately, it doesn't matter. Because I still conduct myself in that way in every dealing I have. It's just not criminal no more. You know, I try to be honest. I'm fair. Man, I don't cheat nobody and I don't steal from nobody. Because if they try to do that to me, man, I'll go back to my old self. I'm not all the way where I want to be yet. I will manifest on somebody real quick if I think they're trying to play games with me or cheat me or hurt somebody I love. Yeah, that's that's not a good thing. But I'm, I'm trying. I'm learning. But I'm telling you that man, Leonardo Anaya, he had an effect on me. And, and I'll see him again one day, you know, I'll see him again one day, but I'm going to turn all that into good. All the things that I learned, I'm going to flip it and it's going to be for good, for positive. No more crime, and no more of that stuff. Okay, that's the end of this podcast. Please like and share. Let somebody know to listen. I'm going to talk about a variety of things. Y'all already know a deterrent on prison, Anaya family. And just all things relevant, everybody can get something out of it. All right, y'all, thanks.